Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the DBC Show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends from DBCRentalStore.com, Mr. Paul Krieger. Hey, everybody. From MoneraFinancial.com, his lovely wife, Ms. Amy Krieger. Hello. And from DBCResaleMarket.com, Ms. Linda Smith. Hello, hello. Not to be confused with the wife of Jimmy Smith. Not to be confused. This is true. <laughs> totally different spelling. <laughs> and, of course, our producer, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Welcome home. And uh, just a reminder, this show, along with all of our DVC content, brought to you by the world of DVC, which is sitting around this table right now, dvcresalemarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and monerafinancial.com. And if you want to buy a resale contract, DVC Resale Market is your first call. If you want to rent out your points or rent points because you want to see what all the fuss is about regarding Disney Vacation Club and try before you buy, you go to dbcrentalstore.com. And, of course, the crack dealer of the DBC world, the tagline from monerafinancial.com, yeah, okay, here. Because that's pretty much the credit process. They will help finance your next DVC resale purchase, so monerafinancial.com. And I really hope that they like the fact that I call them cracked. <laughs> so I think I think so. I know I know I appreciate that you call my wife a crack dealer. So. <laughs> I'm just gonna change like that little She's not a crack dealer, she <laughs> works for the crack dealer. Oh, okay. I just work for them, yeah. What a- I'm gonna change my little like I have that picture when I send an email and like you know, how everyone has like <laughs> inspirational quotes and I'm just gonna change it to like Yeah, okay. You know, one of those. Yeah, okay, yeah. here. Okay, here. <laughs> Here's your money. <laughs> It's pretty much how it goes. I mean, the, on, all kidding aside, Monero really lowers the bar to entry. Yeah. They make it very easy to finance. It's dangerously easy. Yeah. And that's how we got into DVC. We, in 2018, you know, before we even knew that much, we are, you know, Monero borrowers from a long time ago. And that was how, you know, we were able to enter. Because we just weren't as established, you know, back then. And we weren't really, um, you know, we were just looking for an easy way to finance. And so, and now, you know, we've got, we're on our fifth contract, so. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> why I call them crack dealers. <laughs> Add on Idis lives right there. Uh, the struggle is totally, real. I'm telling you. It's the all str- good. Tell me, tell me about it. <laughs> I started off with 270 points. We were just having a discussion about how many points I have now. I'm not going into that here, but it's a lot more than 270. It's a wow amount. This episode is now DVC support group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, but never, have never for one moment regretted any of my purchases. Never once did I say, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Same. Yeah. I love being a DVC member. I don't love the management so much, but being a member, I still love, absolutely love being a member. So, okay. So our last video, we talked about the best DVC dining locations. And in this video, we're going to go the opposite way and talk about the worst. 
And I'm gonna let Fiasco. <laughs> what? No. He's like Start, ready. He's back there. He is back I'm there. Really, he's here ready. We go. I'm ready to go. Like okay, so I have my guns up for this video, and my target is the beach club specifically. <laughs> um, starting with Cape May Cafe, I feel like prior to everything shutting down, Cape May already was at the bottom of the list of places I'd recommend people to go. And I understand that it had a lot of hype behind it from certain certain groups of people, um, specifically people who loved crab legs. And I will give it to you. If you are a fan of crab legs, you're going to be hard pressed to find good quality crab legs that you can just eat infinitely. And Cape May did deliver that. And they don't anymore. So that was their only saving grace to me. Granted that the buffet had a little bit of variety. So I would also give it to like the family with kids, which is most families coming to Disney is family with kids. There's a lot of things to get around picky eaters like chicken tenders, just red spaghetti and pasta. Like, so that's fine too. The caliber of most of the seafood though is just straight garbage um and this has been true since before they closed uh and i I sometimes like people go there and they rave like oh the seafood buffet endless seafood it's like if i'm just shoveling seafood garbage in my mouth i don't care that it's endless like the the fish is just it's like rubbery and gross and like i don't know i i will amy did mention that the lobster was good i'll give it that too the lobster was. was pretty good but now the way that they have it set up with the uh, the family style, all you care to enjoy plates. I remember one person they told me, and they were like, "Hey, you need to really go check out Cape May, like their new their new plates. I think you're really gonna like it." It's like okay, and we went, and it is way worse than it ever was before. Horrible. Not only are the cr- all you care to enjoy crab legs not infinite, but you pay like <laughs> 24 bucks a person for a bucket of 6. Yeah. So that's out the window. And then the plate of seafood, like the land plate wasn't disgusting, but it wasn't anything to write home about and like I would be upset if Haley and I went and like we're just paying not doing like a dining show and like we're like okay we're just gonna eat from the land plate it was very lackluster but the seafood which is what you should be getting at cape may was almost exclusively disgusting and inedible um the white fish that they served like it was in like a microwave bag like you get those microwave bags of rice where is this a microwave bag of of fish it was not good um so Kate May, as you can tell, I hate that restaurant, and it gets a lot of no. hype. <laughs> tell tell yeah. us how you really feel. The, the thing yeah. about it is... It, Don't be shy, Corey. Yeah, no, it gets a lot of hype, though. So like, my thing is, like, if you hear a lot of people being like, oh, Kate May, Kate May, and you do like good seafood, because, like, I, I mean, I come from the Northeast. I come from the, the Boston area. Like, there's lots of good seafood there. Yeah. And for me to, like, my comparison to what good seafood is, Kate May just can't do it. Um, at all. But then staying with Beach Club, I'm just going all out on Beach Club today. Beaches and Cream, one of the most, I'm sorry, one of the most overrated restaurants oh, ever. Oh, I love Beaches and Cream. In, in the same frame. Lots of people hype it up. They're, in the, they're like all crazy about Beaches and Cream. And then you go there and like, so think about Beaches and Cream, right? What's the selling point of that place? It's their ice cream. 
I can name like five, six different ice cream places within walking distance to Beaches and Cream that serve better ice cream for cheaper than Beaches and Cream does. But then on top of that, you take the ice cream away and you're like, okay, I can get it cheaper and better in all these different places. What are you left with? You're left with overpriced burgers. Diner food. And then what Amy yeah, was see, saying. I love diner food. But then what Amy was also saying, the atmosphere. It, it feels like you're, it's just so sticky. It's, yeah. It's, That's the best way to describe it. It's sticky. It's like the equivalent of riding the Buzz Lightyear ride. <laughs> I feel like every time I go on that ride, it's like. Like little kids have just been touching it with, and I think that's the project of having like a lot of ice cream and sweets. Yep. But I do. I feel like when we walked into Beaches and Cream, <laughs> like like the, like you stick to the floor. You know what I mean? Ew. Maybe oh. it's just me. No, I, it? Why were you on the floor? <laughs> yeah, really. No, when you walk in, you're just like your shoes are like. <laughs> it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, okay. That's our show. <laughs> so, there you go. Just two pl- Well, look, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on Cape May Cafe as a non-seafood eater, probably the worst place to go if you don't eat seafood because the non-seafood options aren't plentiful and they're terrible. The food is just terrible. Um now, that wasn't always the case. And now that buffets are starting to come back, we will re-review Cape May Cafe when they have gone away from if if they go Damn. away from the family style I think, service. I think they are right. I'm pretty yeah. sure that that either has happened or is very soon. Yeah, I want to oh, say so that we're they, gonna make fiasco. no crab legs, no no all you can eat. Fiasco, crab legs. you want to go to Cape May tonight? I'm gonna have to hold my nose. <laughs> and that's another thing too. That's another thing too. Like. We got to get Magic Candle to create the actual Beach Club scent because they, they had the scent they're going for, but it's overpowered by contemporary with fish. Yeah, um, Ew. <laughs> it's the contemporary signature fragrance with fish. Yep. For for those of you that didn't watch the last episode about the, our favorite places, and we were all extremely hungry after that, that that feeling has subsided now. Yeah, really. <laughs> Between sticky and fish, I think it's uh, it's off the table. I think we lost the appetite now. I'm I will. Okay. I'll go back though, just to this whole idea of you know uh, buffet versus you know all you care to eat, you know family style. Um, Cape May was the exception. I will agree that it's sort of downgraded, but a lot of the restaurants did pretty good with that conversion to that family style. And I hope that Disney doesn't fully lose sight of that i hope that some of these restaurants that actually went to family style maybe maybe continue down that path because i think some of the food did improve by going to family i don't know style. i think you had a lot more a lot more choice true when it was on buffet um and now they're limiting the family style uh service they're limiting it to the things that are least expensive for them to serve um and i like having the choices I like having the choices. So I'm, I disagree with you there. I hope they don't stay with this, but I'm almost certain that I a think, lot of them will. I think so. I think, I don't know. Boma, Boma is, it never went family style. No, right? no. Kate May's going back. And then what does that leave? I think Chef Mickey's is going Chef back Mickey's to is going back soon. So I think they pretty much are all going back to Buffalo. So yeah, speaking of Chef Mickey's, that would be my choice uh, for the um, most, what are we calling this? Most overrated or, or just worst, worst, the yeah. worst DVC dining. 
Um, Chef Mickey's just falls again into that overrated category where I understand from a family perspective that you're going to get to see characters and wave your napkin with Mickey. And that's a huge, amazing time. And for kids that don't have taste buds that are developed yet, that's, that's wonderful. That's all you need. But, you know, parents, families, everyone else is going to suffer through that meal because, you know, most of the food that, that they, that they serve there is, um, I don't know hot garbage uh i don't i mean it just i've i've not had a a, a necessarily great meal there it's also a little bit sticky <laughs> it is the tables are it's just like those kids zone restaurants like that feel i don't know but i will tell you that the last time that we ate at chef Nicky's, chef, chef stickies chef stickies <laughs> when it was a buffet no pun intended that's gonna stick <laughs> there was a buffet the food was just you like like you said it was mediocre but the entertainment was top notch like oh, yeah. those characters they're were getting just it. off the rails they are goofy yeah. goofy amy has a video of of uh of goofy getting it there yeah he was busting and, uh, out moves that i will try to we'll try make. to send that to you cool. fiasco Please. so that you can throw that in because he was just he earned his uh he earned his food that night Goof, goofy got it so <laughs> Change the title of this video, Top 5 Stickiest Restaurants at Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah, really. Really. Oh, Very appropriate. Linda, what about yeah. you? Well, I think it's because I ate there so much because I had an office at Saratoga Springs. And, um, you know, so we'd go over to Artist Palette and we'd pick up a flatbread or we'd go get something very simple like a grilled chicken salad, which I don't know how you screw that up. But boy, if you didn't look in your box on the way back to the office, if you ordered grilled chicken, you better look in the box because half the time the chicken's not in there. You just got the salad and the salad was just okay or the flatbreads were burned and they were a little sloppy in the kitchen back there as well, too. I did eat at the Turf Club, however, and that's supposed to be the elegant higher end. And I don't think I can use those words yeah. with the Turf Club. No I one can. <laughs> I just can't. It was not a great experience. I mean, overall, I'm probably the least person to come to at the table with the most bad experiences because I've had so many fantastic ones that I've been very, very happy with. But those were fairly consistently a concern with me, and I don't would not go back there by choice. Turf Club is, I feel comfortable saying... The worst restaurant <laughs> at Walt Disney World. Um, and not only that, I'll go a step further and say that food and beverage in general at Saratoga Springs, the worst of any of the Walt Disney World resorts, not just DVC. Um, it is where mediocre goes to die. <laughs> <laughs> is it sticky? And it, it was not sticky. Okay. Um, but it wasn't good. And I've not had a good experience at Artist Palette. I've not had a good experience at Turf Club. Um, and when I see things like that, when I see things like that, it tells me it's a systemic problem coming from management. That management is making consistently bad choices when it comes to the food. And until that changes, that won't change. Okay, this food is not going to magically get better. And I don't blame the people cooking it. Because they're told what to make. And they're told what to buy. 
And that's by the food and beverage manager. So whoever has that role, whoever has that role, isn't doing their job very well. I'm sorry. I know this tends to get back to people. And I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah. That you really need to look at what you're doing in, in these places because for both of these locations in that resort to be that bad, that consistently, and that notoriously, Turf Club has a horrendous reputation. Horrendous reputation. And either you're not listening or you don't care. I don't know which is true, but neither one is forgivable. At this point, it's been long enough. It's been long enough. I'd held out some hope that after the pandemic, when Turf Club reopened, that it would be better. And almost immediately, I start hearing from people. I haven't been over there. I haven't been over there because I can only waste my money so many times. Um, but I almost immediately started hearing from people. Absolutely horrendous. Worst meal I've ever had at Walt Disney World. Um, and I'm talking, I've heard this from at least five people. So five unrelated people. So, no question in my mind, Turf Club, not only the worst restaurant at a DVC resort, it's the worst restaurant at Walt Disney World. And until they built the bridge, those poor people were landlocked there. We're stuck there. They, there wasn't anything else to turn to. I mean, working there in an office years ago, we, we would take sandwiches back a lot, and the staff was not real happy we'd come in and do that. But if, if it's not good at all, and there's things missing, but the Turf Club, to be the top restaurant and not be able to get around it, it, it was it's really hard. And, and that's the thing, too, that Saratoga Springs – food and beverage-wise, has a challenge that not a lot of other uh, Disney resorts have, and that is Disney Springs and the bevy of incredible restaurants mm. that are there is a walk away. It's walking distance. Mm. So you you have to be able to compare to that. And you're not, you're not, not only are you not in that league, you're not even playing the same game. When I can walk over to Disney Springs and I can go to uh, Home, Haleo, Homecoming, Homecoming, yeah. I can go, I can go to STK, mm-hmm. Wine Bar George. Now Wine Bar George, I'm getting hungry again. Boathouse, oh, yeah. Boathouse for a non seafood eater. For a non seafood eater, Boathouse not boat a house. not a good not a good pick. Same thing with Paddlefish. If you're not a seafood eater, these are not good picks. Um, but you have so many, uh, Morimoto Asia, uh, you have so many phenomenal, phenomenal world-class restaurants. Now, maybe they're competing with Maria and Enzo's. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's what they aspire to. <laughs> um, neon, I don't know. Neon orange pasta. <laughs> that's Just what we bad had food. there. Yeah, we yeah. went there. It was bad. It's bad food. To your to your point though, I mean, Amy and I have stayed at Saratoga multiple times. I don't think we've ever had a bite of food from that establishment because we always our head just goes to I'm walking to Disney Springs because that's where the good food is at. Yeah, um, we've never eaten at. We've Saratoga. never actually eaten at Saratoga, mm-hmm. and, and you probably won't now. No. Well, if no, you ever feel like punishing happen. yourself, have, <laughs> have dinner at the Turf Club. You did want to try it, remember? I still want we to try it. I, I, I still, I'll try anything once. Uh, you know, no matter, no matter how much we, uh, so we bash it. What's so. on your list? 
Um, you know, Cape May was definitely, uh, or Cape May was definitely one that um, I agree with in terms of, uh, of of Fiasco's assessment. You know, I am a seafood fan, but I don't think that, uh, to your point, you know, if if you've had like local seafood from the shore that you know came off the boat, you know, 24 or 48 hours ago, you're not going to get anything like that at Cape May. Um, Chef Mickey's for sure. Um, this one's controversial, and I've brought it up before, and I think it goes into the category that you mentioned where I ordered the wrong thing, but uh, uh, Primo Piatto, uh, I still have a sour spot for because I ordered a yogurt parfait there one time, and if you're mobile ordering, never go off of the pictures that you see on the mobile ordering menu. We've even shown these before. Um, you know, I, I thought I was going to get this great parfait with granola and stuff like that, and it was kind of this watery yogurt with... Strawberry. It was like a McDonald's parfait. It did. Where it, they lo- like lost half the fruit and all the granola. <laughs> yeah. And and the, the, the strawberries were somewhat gelatinous at this point. So uh, but you, I, I, I will I will acknowledge uh, we've been back there since and it was a little bit better. And uh, maybe it was an ordering problem. Like like Fiasco said, you know, that that definitely isn't is an influential factor when you're rating these. But uh, that's that's definitely the other one that comes to mind. So. Ohana. Ohana is yours. Yeah, see, I think I have, like, this love-hate relationship with Ohana because, like, I really like the noodles, and I like a lot of what they're trying to do, but I think all the times that we've been there, besides the fact that the service is always rushed, is that just, like, the meat is always either burnt or rubbery, or and that's kind of, like, the showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with the last time we were there was when they had just came back uh, from the pandemic, and they were serving that, like... That shrimp casserole, which I, I'm a big casserole person and I love like seafood au gratins and stuff like that. So I was really excited for this, this shrimp casserole. And when we got it, it was just like these really pathetic looking shrimp just like swimming in a like watery sauce. Like this poor shrimp like died for that nonsense. (laughs) And so I, I wrote this review about it. It wasn't, I wasn't very nice. But then, like two days later, they changed it back. Not not because of me, but they totally changed because it. of they you. changed it because to the like the the shrimp skewer. So we haven't been back since. So I do want to go back and try it. But I, if you like the noodles, you can go to Captain Cooks and get a really good the pad thai noodles or whatever they're called there. Yeah. They're quick service noodles. They're they're almost the same, and they have more vegetables in them. Well, so and if you're in the Orlando area, you know these Brazilian sort of ideas of bringing meats to your table is not a new concept anymore. There's multiple different resorts that are doing this. So mm-hmm. like, look for another Brazilian steakhouse or something like that to go to where you'll have endless meat delivered to your table and it's well cooked and all of that kind of stuff. And you're not rushed through your meal. That, that yeah, and that's the biggest one of them all because you know I, I want to enjoy my food. I'd yeah. like to chew. <laughs> but you I want to love it like I want to yeah. love Ohana so bad and so yeah and I'm going to go back again and because I'm a sucker and, and I like noodles so the way that I describe Ohana it's the optimum situation for potential disappointment because it can be so good and the and theoretically like the steak the chicken the shrimp the noodles the dessert everything is so good when it is but then it's so inconsistent that like this is what everybody reports back to me too when they say they went to Ohana is oh we went and the the steak was still mooing or oh we went and it was all well done and it's there's no like happy place where it's like oh this is the temperature that we prepare our meats 
it's always kind of random and you never know what you're really going to get. And that's especially true with, with the service too. So. so, you know, I think the experience and the value of the portions that you get are also part of the value that we look at in the meals where we go. Because I don't mind paying quite a bit for a great, great meal. But I think it should start off with appetizers. So long story longer, um, some great friends and members of mine that I enrolled years ago and sold them quite a few points came down. And they invited me to go to Boathouse for lunch. And I said, great, I would love to see you. Let's do that. So we met at Boathouse. And I do love the Boathouse. But we, I looked at the appetizers and I thought, oh, let's, maybe I will have those oysters. Maybe I will do that because I that just sounds really good to me right now. And so I always kind of like to ask the the waiter and waitresses what their thoughts are on this particular item if I haven't had it there. And I asked her and I said, so if I ordered these oysters, how many you get? Well, you'll get six. And I said, would you order it? And she just kind of looked at me and I said, would you not order it? Oh, how large are they? They were going to be about the size of a quarter. <gasps> six for $24. So Linda did not order those that uh-huh. day. But I will say that everything else, although there is, is a pricey menu, it's very, very good. But that's as big with me, how you start off. So this is one that I will say is not, I'm not putting this on the worst list because uh, I'll be slapped in a moment. Um, but uh, we have been to this restaurant enough times now that I think that I would put it on warning. I think the consistency at Steakhouse 71 is a little bit off. No, I agree. It's it's not consistent. Um, you've had multiple different uh, prime ribs there. Um, mm-hmm. I've had multiple different cuts of steak there. We just had breakfast there for Easter. Um, I never knew that this question existed, and maybe it's just my, my <coughs> ignorance, but I never knew that there was something or that there should be something called a poached egg over hard. I didn't. I didn't know that that was a thing because uh, I ordered the hash and uh, it's not how I asked my egg. It, it, it's not how I asked for my egg to be done anyhow. But um, but it's um, I, I don't think it's anything in the service department. I think we've had amazing service the multiple times we've been there. But I think the kitchen is just a little this, wobbly at the moment. And look, you guys know I'm. I was scared I'm, to say something. So. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Steakhouse 71. Yep. I'm a big fan. I, I know the people who work there. Um, I can no longer go there and review it because the minute I get within a mile of that restaurant, they know I'm there. Yeah. Um, so when I go, my meals are perfect. Yeah. But I know that. And I know that that I have to factor that in, but I have heard, and I've shared this with them. I have shared this feedback with them that I'm hearing from a lot of people that they're having a very inconsistent experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses for them. Um, You know, I can go on, you know, like I said, I can't review that restaurant anymore. Yeah. Because they just, they simply, they know I'm there. Yeah. They know I'm there. And I, so it's, it's, but I have to be honest, I'm hearing this from a lot of people, not just you. Yeah. That they're, it's been inconsistent. When it's good, it's good. When it's good, it's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. And the prices are good, but it is inconsistent. I mean, we had three, uh, we, I think three of us ordered the same exact thing and got it cooked the same temperature and they all three came out, you know, 
completely different. Mm. So inconsistent, but I still like it. I can't help it. I'll keep going back. Those onion rings. Mm, that's the, burger, a good burger. the burger on the lunch mm. menu is probably the best burger I ever had on property. Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. No question. Um, so did we not get did we did I miss anybody? No, I think yeah, we, no, we, we hit them all. Everybody. Right. We, sticky, we sticky, sticky. I think we trashed enough. We trashed restaurants. everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get a call from Beach Club. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just sorry, just before we end with Beach Club, and then what is up with their quick service? Like, what do they even got going on there? Like, it's like you can order flatbreads and like hot dogs or something, but it's like, it's like, dude, they do better than this at Pop Century. Like, give us something more. I don't know. That's that's the end of Beach Club for me. Your points are no longer valid at Beach Club. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, they're not gonna let me park. No, no, they're not gonna let you in. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week's episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the DVC Show. Have a great week, folks.